You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news, and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No. There is another. Chewie. We're home. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome to another exciting episode of The Saga Continues, your source for all the latest news on the movies, animated shows, comic books. Well, I'm, do we count the books because Kyle doesn't read anything? So I don't know. But As well, long as one of us reads them. Okay, one, at least one of the three. So I guess we both read them. He doesn't, he, he doesn't count. So yeah, so all the books and also the video games and anything regarding Star Wars we're going to talk about here on the saga continues. I am one of your part-time semi-regular hosts, Paul Herman, and with me is one of our other hosts, or the other main host, I should say, Tim Jarasi. Tim, how are we doing today, brother? What's up, Paul? Doing good. Awesome job on the intro. I'm sure it's gonna freak out <laughs> listeners right when they hit the play button. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so for the record, uh, Kyle had a bailout tonight, and so uh, we were gonna record record the three of us, and he was gonna take it over. He decided not to, and I decided, you know what? I'm gonna go with my first ever intro as being a somewhat regular host with the uh, with the soccer continues, and uh, yeah. So here we are, Tim. We got a, we got some good stuff tonight to talk about so first i think we should talk a little bit about we hung out recently yes i mean may's been an awesome month so far i mean not to mention solo is just days away now which is great but regardless of how we feel about solo the best part about may is gonna be for me hanging out with you and kyle for a weekend going to his wedding that was amazing so yeah we uh yeah so for those who didn't know Kyle got married a few weeks ago and for the wedding I went to I flew down to California stayed with uh Tim at his beautiful house with his family it was awesome family your family is awesome Tim I don't oh, want you to know you. that like and, and, and not just saying because we're on the recording you know that <laughs> to the tomb for but no they were awesome and uh, we drove down we hung out with uh, J- uh Justin Bulger and uh, Sean Gerber. Uh, people I podcast with before um, at Disneyland had an amazing time at Disneyland, and yeah. uh, we play, we played Shadows of the or not Shadows of the Empire, uh, Secrets of the Empire, yep. right? Yeah, and, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! So it, I think I told you this, but when we did Secrets of the Empire, for those who don't know, it, it's a it's a three D um, interactive game that you play, and you put these big heavy backpacks on and these like blasters and you uh you know you're, you're you follow basically uh 
K2 and he tells you where to go. And it's always like, you know, you're on Mustafar and you're shooting at stormtroopers. You're, you're in stormtrooper armor, but you're the rebels. And it's, it's kind of weird. Anyway, I'm really out of shape and overweight. So, uh, of, of the three of us or four of us, I should say, we had these huge backpacks on and I, at the, it's only 10 minutes long. And I was exhausted at the last like three minutes where I thought I was going to pass out because it's so warm in the place. And I'm just kind of, was like half, I was just kind of like going through the motions. Like, Oh, d- here's Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're just firing my blast. Yeah. <laughs> like, here comes Darth Vader. Oh, great. We got another battle to do. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Uh. And but which, by the way, you're you're trying to get a lightsaber. Is that what we were trying to get? Yeah, you were trying to find. Remember, right? You're trying to find, you know, like the secret uh, artifact or something the Empire has or they're after. But you want to get to it first. Mm-hmm. And I think they discover it's an ancient lightsaber. What's that other rebel and the other trooper disguise opens the crate up. And finds out it's an ancient lightsaber. I don't think we knew going into it what we were looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So it was an ancient lightsaber, but it looked like a sword. To be honest, I'm kind of blanking on what it looked like or <laughs> remembering what it looked like. I was focused on Vader coming and then killing the disguised rebel troop <laughs> with it. So I can't exactly remember what the lightsaber looked like, but maybe it was more of a sword than a saber. It was weird. Now that you mention it. Yeah, because I remember just being kind of weirded out by, uh, by it. Like I kind of thought, like that looks like in like a medieval knight sword, not a saber. But at the same time, for people who also don't know about the game, uh, there's a like when you put this, you know, heavy like virtual reality thing on your on your head, and it gets smudged. And my I had a really bad smudge on mine. They even tried wiping it, and it just was like I had to like look up in order to see clearly. It sucked. So I could, I maybe have missed looked, I maybe, you know, didn't look at it correctly or cause I had, it did have a smudge on my thing. And at that point I was pretty exhausted. So, but I remember it looking, just looking kind of weird. So maybe we'll try to find a picture and like, I'll post it on like, the, we can post it on the, the Twitter for the saga continues or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was for the most part, it was really cool. I like what the technology on it was impressive. I just think it's only going to get better the more it advances. Like, but for being the first kind of virtual reality immersive experience like this with Star Wars, it's pretty cool. I'm really glad we did it. But like you mentioned, there were some things that weren't perfect about it. And you were mentioning about the smudge on your visor. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice any on mine, but I had that same problem that you did where it wasn't clear just looking normal. I kind of had to either push mm-hmm. the visor down or look up like you did to get clear visual of everything that's going on i couldn't get it the perfect fix so i was kind of thinking maybe my helmet wasn't on right or i didn't adjust it needed to be tight or lowered or something and it's kind of hard to do it in the middle of the battle when you have your blasters <laughs> holding on to your blasters so couldn't really adjust it too much but it was still cool i mean i mean <laughs> one of the, i think the, one of the things that tributes to me not seeing good i mean me and Sean were just typical stormtroopers where we were both tried to enter the doorway at the same time. We just bump into each other <laughs> and couldn't oh, yeah. get through. <laughs> Almost like that stormtrooper to do whole bumping his head on the doorway. There. That's true. It was, I mean, I'll be honest. It was, it, it was fun, but I'll, it wasn't like, I mean, it was, let's be real. It was a little expensive. It was like 30 bucks. So, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I'm glad I did it. I would, I probably wouldn't do it again. See, I probably would. I wanted really? to make sure my helmet is adjusted right, and I'm seeing things perfectly to see if that makes it a little better. Because I do want to experience the way it like supposed to be, where like the visuals are perfect to your vision and all that. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Because I gotta say, shooting 
actual stormtroopers in a firefight in the virtual reality world was pretty cool on Mustafar. And it had the effect of immersing you, feeling like you're on the planet, was really well done. I right. mean, it really felt like we were walking through corridors on Mustafar. And that part where we're on, you know, you see the lava uh, beneath you and you're walking like on that bridge. You kind of had to, had that feeling where you got to be careful not to fall, <laughs> even though, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to fall anywhere if you do. But it did have that effect, which was cool. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we hung out and did that. And then we uh, drove down to or drove over to uh, Arizona and then uh, had five hour five hour drive hanging out with Tim. Good stuff. Good stuff. It, you know, it, I thought the way over there flew by and the way back took forever. I felt. Yeah. That, that <laughs> I seemed, felt the same way. Okay. It wasn't just me. So. No. <laughs> The right over there was pretty, you know, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, both was fine, but we were both, I think we were just both exhausted on the way back. We did a lot. So, and plus, we had to drive an extra hour on the way back to uh, Burbank. All right. I'm sorry. Too. That's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, not, Tim. I'm not saying it was your fault, right? I'm just telling you the reason why I, to me, it felt longer. <laughs> well, because it was longer. <laughs> I see. I see. All right. So, but no, we had, I had an amazing time. Uh, I had the the pleasure of uh, you know seeing Kyle at his wedding. It was such an honor being there, and Tim was in the wedding. Um, yeah, which was a huge honor that Kyle asked me to be a part of that, and everything went smoothly too. You know, I was worried about making sure I like don't trip down the aisle walking down, <laughs> or having to worry about dancing in the entrance to the reception but i told you not to worry about it man i said just don't worry about it dude you're you're fine that you did yeah and everything went smooth so yes i think (laughs) i can't can't help but over worry things well i know i found out no 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 no. and the funny thing is i'm very much like you too and that's why i kind of laugh it off and be like man i'm just like you just don't you know but i'm telling you so I I felt like I was a good support system for you there. So, you definitely were, yes. Yes, excellent. It, it it was it was a blast. You know, I gotta say, it, we me, Tim helped me get in a, t- a hotel room with him, and he put up with my snoring for multiple days. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a great time. It was. Hey, you gave me fair warning, so that's all I could ask. Fair, I did, was so. out out before you even booked it, and it was all confirmed. I said, I want to warn you, I'm not gonna gonna surprise you with this, my friend. I snore. So if you want to do it, it's your time to say, forget it, stay home. So no, it was, it was good. He also got to, you get to know that I listen to podcasts before I go to sleep every night. I'm like, also I sit the podcast. Hope that's cool. <laughs> Which I used to do the same, but not so much lately, but it's, I can understand why you do it. It's just something to have in the background, to help you put you to sleep. Yeah. So. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great time. It was a beautiful yeah. wedding. Um, we got a, we, I, I should say this, uh, Tim helped pretty much, uh, and I and I contributed. We we both got him uh, all the seasons of Star Wars Rebels on Blu-ray for him. And Tim put a little extra. He got him a, a gift card for uh, Best Buy to buy season four when he comes out, so that he can join the club of having all the seasons. So yeah, because uh, this wouldn't feel right and complete. We just got him the third, with the three seasons, and then four yeah. still coming out. <laughs> so I yeah. had to make sure he got the complete set. <laughs> no, no, it it, it was it was. It was great, and I thought that was a. I was, you know, I, I always. He's. You said I came up with the, came up came up with the idea. I said no. I thought you did. So, what? Either way, we both wanted to do that for him. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, and, and and Kyle had told us. He said, "Yeah, I told I told Allison when I was opening your guys's present. This is probably gonna be something from Star Wars related. So it probably will be more for me than for you." <laughs> <laughs> he knew. He already knew it was probably for him, which is yeah. fine. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So, anyway, it was a beautiful time. Obviously, Kyle's still doing still doing newlywed stuff. So you know, wish him you know send send him some good wishes. But tell him you want to get on the show. We miss him. 
So uh, anyway, I guess we'll kind of get started with we got we got a few things. I didn't think we had a much to talk about, but now that I'm looking, it's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, some big stuff over the last few weeks <laughs> since we've been gone in our last yeah. episode. I, yeah, on what I was. Yeah, I didn't know what I was thinking on this one. All right, so first bit of news is interesting. We have an, an announcement on where Celebration is going to be, and it's Tim. I'm sorry, it's not in Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> my disappointment when I found out where it was is, yeah. Well, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I sent you that. Uh, gif of luke (laughs) screaming no it's impossible (laughs) all right so for those who don't know it was announced that star wars celebration is going to be at chicago mccormick place and that was let's be honest a little bit of a surprise on most people i think everyone assumed it was going to be back at anaheim or at the very least orlando just because of the ties to Disney and wanting to keep the conventions near a Disney park because of, mm-hmm. you know, just the fact that they Disney and you want to promote that. And also galaxy's edge is probably going to open soon in Anaheim. It's supposed to open that year. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Anaheim before Florida too. So that's, that was another reason why I was really hoping Anaheim was going to be the spot for celebration in 2019. Well, so Tim, do you think that means that galaxy's edge is on like, not a hiatus, but it's it's not going as fast as they thought. Well, I just maybe not necessarily that, but I just think it's going to be after April. Like maybe it's going to be midsummer or mm. fall. <laughs> maybe the Florida one will be a few months after that before 2019 closes. So I, see. I just okay. think maybe later than expected. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. So it was announced it was it was Chicago, and I I'll be honest, I'm a little I'm a little it's it's a little surprised, and so. Um, Immediately, my my buddy Dave and I we jumped on a, a hotel, uh, you know, nearby, and it's expensive. I'm not gonna lie, it's really really expensive. I already talked to my wife about it, and I said, you know, this is a uh, this is a lot. <laughs> this is gonna be a lot, and she's cool, but with it, so she's kind of yeah. So she, I mean, we're gonna have to start saving now, you know, and. Kind of I know just, you were talking about uh, maybe having Morgan go with you. Is she going to go with you to the celebration? I think she's going to go. I, I don't. That's good. It, we'll see. I think I think she's going to, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like you know, six months down the line, she's like, mm, I'm not going to go because she's not going to buy a ticket. So it's not. It, it, she's just going to like try to like you know, hang out with people outside of the, of the convention, which we'll be doing a lot of anyway. So sure. But no, it's 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 really expensive. I you know it was like when we were looking at it it was over 200 bucks a night um so it was a lot and it was a little dis- disconcerting i'm sure it's gonna get better in certain places maybe you know whatever but i know it's it's gonna be a little bit rough but here's the crazy thing and and i i think it's isn't it just four days straight well yeah, that's the thing they added an extra day to it so it's actually like five days <laughs> Is it, so it's five days yeah april oh. 11th through the 15th whoo I always, for some reason, I always think of Thursday is not an official day, but I just forgetting that it actually, no, that's when it is. So yeah, it's yeah. an extra, it's an extra day. I know that was another big surprise too. It was like, oh man, because I just couldn't help but, you know, speculate the reasons why do they have that much more panels planned or another thing I was thinking of, I've seen this going on uh, from fans of social media too, where like, are they going to be able to do some repeat panels of mm. like some of the big ones that they have planning, even though I think that would be cool. But part of me thinks... Yeah, but there won't be – you just can't capture the first time. Like, for instance, if they decided to do 
you know, redo another panel for with episode nine with J.J. Abrams and everyone there. It just wouldn't have that same special feeling of, you know, debuting first pictures and the, uh, the either it's a teaser or the full length trailer at that point, probably the teaser. It's going to be a teaser, yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that, like trying to duplicate all that stuff again. It just wouldn't feel the same. And plus they stream it in the other main rooms as well, too. So I don't think they're going to do that. But maybe some of the like smaller ones, they'll be repeat stuff that they'll have planned. So I don't know. It's just interesting, though, that they had that extra day. Maybe they yeah. just built celebration just keeps growing and growing and growing. They got to add another day to accommodate all the fans and what to make sure they have an experience that's well worth their time and money to try to do everything they want to. Right. Right. No, it, it what's interesting too is I, I, and again, I haven't checked it. I should have checked this. Maybe, maybe you can check it when I, while I'm talking to Tim. So bear with me. I want to okay. find out what the biggest room at McCormick place is and how many people it fits. I want to say I read somewhere that it fits a lot of people. I want to say it was like, over 2000 i thought i I thought i saw 5000 people it could fit in one room like this giant room but, oh, that'd be something. <laughs> but i think i don't think i'm right i think that's wrong if you could help if you could google that for me while we're talking that would be awesome so because i i can't do two things at once it's impossible so but anyway but that's that's what i read and so we'll have tim facts check that and we'll we'll, we'll go back to it eventually at some point during the show if i'm way Check off it, right all right cool so but anyway but yeah like so as far as the five day thing i'm kind of with you but you know i'm gonna go ahead and say that i think that's a possibility that you might have multiple uh panels for things like like for instance let's say there was a panel for like the moss Isley alien panel you know where you go back all the behind the scenes things there's a, there's a lot of panels in 2015 that i wanted to go to that i had to, i couldn't because it overlapped with something else something like that where it's not like you you know you're missing out on a live event and you you're gonna miss out on the specialness of it being live whereas you know something like that you could you know you could do it a couple times during the convention and it would be cool right but that's kind of way i see it something like that so i think that's possible but i think in in all in all likelihood i think the reason why there's five days is because there's going to be a lot to announce and i was you know i I, i'm not going to pretend that i'm just you know i'm coming up with my own original idea i've seen other pundits you know talk about that and i think that's probably what it is because think about it you've got episode nine that's one day you've got probably star wars animation just now just covering all the animated shows yeah that's one day you've got let's say this is i'm talking about main stage big announcements right and you got another day let's say it's announcement for the tv show john favreau's there that's another day then you have maybe a standalone story day that's another day then you have your closing ceremonies i mean like so like where you maybe have more announcements, you know? Yeah, you, you mean you didn't even mention the Benioff and Wise movie series, Brian well, Johnson's that's, trilogy. Well, that's why that, I said the stand the standalone. Yeah. I said the standalones, the the spinoffs. Like that'll be one day okay. itself. So gotcha. that even then, like they could split those movies up to their own days if they wanted to as well for that extra day. You could, you could. So I, I, I think that's what it is. What it comes, what it comes down to is that. There's going to be and, and video games too. like don't for video game announcements. There's going to be probably some big book announcements because I think this is going to be I, and I, I, I will probably always keep saying this. Like, this could be the biggest celebration ever. I think in terms <laughs> of news and what's going to come out of it, it's going to be the biggest celebration. Like it's going to be recording place. I know is the is one of the biggest convention centers in the U.S. So by square footage, I know that for a fact. So, yeah. I actually got those details. Oh, spit, spit them out, bro. Let's do it. Okay. So 
Their features are four ballrooms ranging from 21,000 to 100,000 square feet, assembly seating for 18,000 people. But here are the specifics on the room. The Airy Crown seat theater room seats 4,249, wow. which I imagine is going to be where all the big stuff's going to be. Mm. Then they have three theaters seating 300 each. And yeah, so that's it for the room stuff. But that big one looks to be 4,249. Can you do me a favor? Can you, can, can you, I'm sorry to make you do this, this, this homework. I apologize. Can you look up Anaheim's? <laughs> That's the Paul. You're never hosting again. You're oh, making stop. Me do all this work. <laughs> can you look up the Anaheim one for me? Yeah. All right, cool. And the reason, I, and, and the audience, I want you guys to know the reason we're doing that is because when we were in Florida, the Florida one was way smaller than the Anaheim one. It was, in my opinion, it was, maybe I'm wrong, but it, it for me, it was way smaller and way less, way less people you could fit in that room. And there was a lot of complaining, right, rightful complaining, in my opinion, that people waited for hours and couldn't get anything. And yeah, I, I wasn't even there. I was aware of all the complaining mm-hmm. issues that went down with how badly run that right. convention center was. So I think, so, so that being said, I think that's one of the reasons why they chose this place. Cause if it's, if it's as big as I think it's going to be, that means that people who wait in line overnight are probably going to be able to get into a, the main stage. So if you want to sleep on a hardwood cement and get like an hour of sleep and watch like whatever, you know, thing is going to happen the next day where you're waiting in line for, if, if I'm just kind of, if I'm putting everything together, your chances of getting in are going to be a lot higher than you were at Orlando. So while Tim's looking that up, we'll just talk a little bit more about what we expect, but, but yeah. Um, so basically I, I just think that this is going to be the biggest news to come out of celebration just because there's so much to follow up with. Um, you know, I think they'll probably, I mean, I'm assuming we'll, well, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I'm assuming that they'll talk more about a Kenobi film. If that's going to be announced, we'll talk about it in a second, the Benioff and Weiss stuff, you know, they'll probably be done. I th- Game of Thrones should be out by then. Right. And already done. Yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably just be starting. I would imagine in April. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. So they will be. They very well could have make a little pit stop, um, you know, in uh, in Anna or uh, in uh, Chicago, and say, hey, we're just wrapping up. We're li- literally just wrapping up Game of Thrones, and we're gonna. We've already kind of started preliminary stuff for our Star Wars stuff. So I mean, how exciting would that be? I think that's a given. But I also think Favreau is going to be there too, depending on what his you know, availability is, but, but yeah, yeah, I would think so too, because we know for sure the streaming service launches for, for Disney in 2019. And if the star Wars series is indeed going to be one of those series that launches with the service, you would think you'd want to be there to, you know, finally give like really confirmed details on what it's going to be about and characters and all that stuff. Well, I, I could totally see that being definite, but it's not going to be out by the time the streaming. Service no, but is I there. think they'd want to start promoting it. Oh yeah. To get, to get, to get people on it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, well, that makes sense. So, but yeah, so I, I think this is going to be the biggest celebration ever as far as news. Cause there's a lot of things on down the pike that are literally, they haven't been announced yet, um, or they've been. Excuse me, a lot of things are coming out that they are they've announced, but there hasn't been a lot of details on. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get a lot of details on a lot of this stuff. And, and, and I'm assuming, especially if it's five days. If it's five days, that's a lot of content to make up for. And I think they're going to. I think this is going to be the big one. They're going to put out a lot of stuff, and I'm really excited. And you know, and and obviously, and what's what's really crazy to think about is episode nine is going to be kind of like. It's going to be one of the bigger things, one of the main things. But think about it. If they're announcing the other standalone films, it could very well be like 
kind of like a not an afterthought, but it might just not be the biggest thing to come out of celebration potentially. That's a good point too. And now that you mentioned that, I didn't think about this until you did, but now I'm thinking, would they want to hold back on certain stuff because of that? <laughs> like wanting this to be like mm. episode nine's Star Wars celebration. Uh, what if they'll do that? But I'm, I know that's not going to be the only thing because, you know, even celebration in Anaheim, they had the Rogue One and the standalone film panel. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking too. Which was awesome, by the way. Yes. That was that a was great. A... You were there, I... right? Were we there? We mm-hmm. were there together, right? We weren't there together, but I was there. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people overlooked that panel too. Oh, they did, <laughs> Not, man. Yeah. That was. I remember thinking it was going to be packed, and it wasn't. I'm like, this is yep. weird. And I remember we, when we, me and Dave sat down, and it was like empty. And then Gareth Edwards comes on, and they're like, you know, they show up this trailer. I'm like, where? And Kathleen Kennedy's there, and Pablo Hidalgo, and I'm like, and Carrie Hart, the head of the, the you know, the the story yep. group, and I'm like, uh. Why didn't people John want to Noel go to this? Too, yeah. yeah, John Noel. It's like, uh, you guys were dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then once we all started tweeting, a Rogue One teaser, I was like, oh, we should have went to that. Like, oh, how could we miss that? <laughs> mm. Amazing. But no, I was thinking, too, how another reason about Episode Nine really being the focus, because, you know, after Solo comes out in just a few days, it's going to be, you know, as far as movies goes, it's going to be you know, several months where it's, you know, not a lot going on. I mean, because episode nine is just going to be starting production sometime in July. So I think once we hit December, it's going to have like a weird feeling for some of the fans who we're getting used to now every December having a new Star Wars movie for the past three years. And this will be the first time in those three years we don't have one. And we might start getting that antsy, itchy feelings like we need our Star Wars (laughs) movie fix. And then going Mm -hmm. into celebration, that's going to be like the big kickoff for all the episode nine stuff we're going to be waiting for and going into how that might be. You know, while they'll really focus on episode nine being the main event for Celebration Chicago and uh, those other, uh, you know, movies that we know are in production and, pro- and projects right. might not all get announced. But at the same time, too, I agree where I don't think we're going to get any like brand new announcements, but we will get more details and confirmation on the stuff they have announced and just find out exactly what these projects are. Like, what is Ryan right. Johnson's movie going to be out? What? or Benny Hoffman-Weiss's movie is going to be about. And I'm hoping it's before this, but uh, if we don't get it soon before Celebration Chicago, I think definitely there we better get that Obi-Wan <laughs> movie announcement or whatever the next standalone Star Wars story movie is going to be. Right. So I, I have a feeling it's going to be before that, though. So, okay. But no, yeah, totally agree with you saying how this is probably going to be the biggest one ever. And it's easy to say that for every new celebration, right. but it's just true. It's just the the fact of the matter is they just get bigger and bigger with all this, not only just the size of people attending, but just the content that's down the pipe too. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff's coming. So it's just natural that it's going to be bigger. Well, and then it's five days. It's not four days. It's an extra yeah. day. I mean, there's, so there's, they've got some stuff planned. And I think that's what, I think that's exciting. I think that to me is why I think it's to me the biggest ever is because it's the longest ever. And they're they're literally probably there's so much stuff that we talked about. It's there's they're gonna have to do a lot of announcements in my opinion down there. And there's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's gonna be crazy. So, um, just did you find the 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 amount of that room in Anaheim by chance? I did, and it's pretty interesting. Okay, it's, the capacity for the arena in Anaheim was seven thousand five hundred. No, so I was right. It was way bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay, but and McCormick's gonna be smaller. I mean almost half that with 4,249. Wow. 
Well, like I said, everyone, you know, there is, it's literally, um, there's, it's, it, it, I, I want to say Anna or Orlando was way smaller than that. And I think it's, it's good news that you, I think if you have a good chance, if you stay out a whole night overnight, you're gonna be able to get in there. I think with 4,000 people, I mean, I, I, there's no way that that other room was 4,000. It felt like a couple thousand was the difference. And I, and so if you compare those two things, you know, your, your chances of going in or won't be maybe as good as going into uh, the force awakens one. Cause that was 7,000 people. And maybe, and here also think about this too. That's maybe it's not including all, you know, th- that's not exactly how many seats they used to at Anaheim that year. Cause they had, you know, position things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's also a thing about two, Tim, maybe they didn't use the whole thing. That's true. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. And hopefully, you know, and, and how things are set up, we don't, we don't know. So we'll, we'll see. But like I said, I, I, I have a feeling that they, they wanted to pick something that they had a lot of people from the main stage. So because they had to because it's the one they had this year was way, 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 way smaller than it, than it needed to be. So anyway, do are you have any, anything else to uh, talk about with regarding uh, this? No, just I mean, I'm going to be excited for when it happens. I mean, more than likely, sadly, I'm probably not going to be able to go there in person, but doesn't mean I'm going to be any less excited for it to see the stream and all the panels and trailers that are going to come. I mean, regardless for any Star Wars fan who gets to go or not, Celebration is just an exciting time for all the awesome stuff we get and the new mm-hmm. things that we're going to learn about Star Wars. So it's just great to finally know when and where it's going to take place because, you know, they we've been wondering that for a while now. I and mean, they usually announce it sometimes at the end of one celebration or not too far after that. And in 2017 in Orlando, we just <laughs> remember hearing those words from Warwick Davis. See you at the next celebration, wherever that may be. <laughs> so, <laughs> we've all been waiting for that over a year. Now that we finally have it, just good to know that we have a set date and a place. So fans can start planning who are going to go. And then for those who aren't just to get excited to know that on um, those days of April 11th through the 15th, it's going to be some awesome star Wars stuff coming our way. So just excited in general. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that's that's awesome! Wow, I can't believe that! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, as we go on here, uh, we're moving on here now to Obi Wan Kenobi news, and by Obi Wan Kenobi news, I'm talking about potential film. Uh, we've got a couple weird oh, rumors, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so. You know, I'm just kind of wondering to myself, what exactly is going on here? You know, what is, you know, what, tell me, Tim, like what, give us the rundown. What's the latest we've gotten? Yeah. So this came out um, from the website, Fanta Tracks, uh, like around May 10th. And it just pretty much had some dates of when like production on the Obi-Wan movie, which is still <laughs> not officially announced. But at this point, we all know what's coming. We're just waiting for that official confirmation. There's too much reports and stuff going around hearing that this movie is really happening. So uh, at Fanta Tracks, I got some information about saying that pretty much pre-production is already started on the movie. And uh, from the reading of the report here on the website, it says it's the project is sufficiently along that an art department is now in full pre-production mode at Pinewood and, you know, with ancillary work being carried out at ILM in London. A number of concept artists, prop modelers, and storyboard artists are working as a team across two locations on the film, with the group growing in the numbers every month. 
they also mentioned how to that uh, some of the crew that's working on episode nine right now, they're just going to move straight on to Obi-Wan once they're done with their work on that. So the dates they have listed is that, you know, as pre-production continues on uh, for episode nine and, you know, that shoots from the sum- this summer to the end of the year. And said, at which point the production on the Obi-Wan movie has been scheduled to move on to the stages in mid-January 2019 with the main shoot to begin in of April 2019. So, uh, and I believe there's plan right now, at least according to this report, is that shoot in April 2019 and then schedule release for December 2020, which, you know, lines up to the, most of the schedules we've gotten for the Star Wars film since Disney took over. So, yeah, it's good to hear. It gets me excited that, you know, there'll be one movies happening. I speak for many Star Wars fans who are really excited about this project. At the same time, it's just like, Come on, Lucasfilm, what are you waiting for? <laughs> they got to know that these reports are out there. Most people know about it. So I'm just wondering what they're waiting for to get this officially announced and say that is the next standalone Star Wars film coming after Episode Nine. So definitely excited about the stuff that's going on with it. But at the same time, just come on, Lucasfilm, just make it official. <laughs> My question is to you, why do you think they haven't done it yet? Yeah, I mean, is there, I wonder if it's, contract stuff with i don't know if it's the ewan mcgregor trying to get him back and that's another thing too seeing him at the solo premiere which because i'm pretty sure that's the first premiere he went to since this new era of star wars film. right maybe i'm wrong but i don't recall him going to force awakens rogue one or the last jedi i don't think so yeah yeah so for him to be going to that and you know with these reports coming about production starting soon just makes me think you know he's getting friendly with lucasfilm and disney again <laughs> showing his support for the new movies coming out so I maybe they haven't finalized the deal yet. They just, you know, need to, you know, dot some I's and cross some T's and all that stuff. But I can't imagine what the holdup would be to announcing it. Maybe they want to wait till I always say this, too. They want to wait for like the movie that's currently on the horizon, which obviously <clears throat> is solo to let yeah. that have its time in the sun. But at the same time, they've done stuff in the past where they announce things out of the blue where we're getting ready for, you know, like, for instance, Last Jedi, they announced like. I want to say a month or two months before that came out. That's when they announced Brian Johnson's new trilogy. So that hasn't stopped them before. So it is interesting why they haven't officially said that Obi-Wan is the next movie. But it's just a matter of time now, really. And it's it's going to be funny. As we all know, it's coming. But I'm still going to be just as excited when they do announce it officially, even Mm -hmm. though we knew it was all coming, just to know that, okay, it's always good just to have that confirmation from the official source that something's going to happen. So it would... It will be just as exciting as not knowing that it was coming in my in my case anyway. <laughs> yeah, the the announcements are very strange right now, and you know, Fanta Tracks putting that out that was interesting. Um, then you have you know, TMZ was a really really bizarre article they wrote. Um, yeah, that one that was like a few days ago about what the plot's going to be, mm-hmm. where it's going to take place, and I was like, how really is that? such newsworthy i mean they pretty much said oh it's going to take place between episodes three and four like isn't that what we all knew (laughs) expecting this movie to be but i mean technically if they wanted to they could make it you know a pre-phantom menace obi-wan movie or a clone wars era obi-wan movie but when you got ewan mcgregor and him being involved it just makes too much sense (laughs) for him not for it not to be before New Hope and after Revenge of the Sith. So to me, that right. wasn't really a huge news thing that they brought out about the plot and time setting where it's going to be. I think we all just assume that. Well, they had a couple interesting things, and, and I'm a firm believer of when there's smoke, there's fire. So mm-hmm. 
obviously this Kenobi thing seems legit because we're getting so many announcements from these, you know, random places. So I think, I think that looks like a sure thing. It looks like anyway. And then we have now is, you know, what exactly some of the details and some of the things they say in there are, it's are so weird, but I've got a couple, I'm going to throw a couple things at you, Tim. So bear with me here. Okay. So, okay. First thing they say is the code name is Joshua tree. Now that Mm -hmm. to me seems legit because it's ambiguous. It means desert, you know, like ironically Mm -hmm. we drove through Joshua trees recently. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we definitely did. Yeah, we did. So, um, so yeah, there was this one of those things where I just kind of thought to myself, I that could be that sounds legit. It's not like it's you know, you know they they brought the fact they brought up a, you know a, a whatever, and they also brought Blue Harvest and Return of the Jedi. But the way they wrote it was really strange. I don't I don't know if the writer knew that those were previous you know, and what was going on with that. But like, <laughs> but for some reason the Joshua Tree thing seems legit. So for I don't know why, but I think that seems legit. And then the other thing about this too. And this is where I want to get your uh, ideas from is the fact that there was, they talk about how he's going to be, you know, settling a dispute between Tuscan Raiders and farmers and people online were like, they can't do that. It's already been done in a book, you know, and, and it's a book from legends. Now, <laughs> now this is where I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, throw this at you, Tim. And I want to see if you agree with me or not. You got to realize people that, this movie takes place between three and four, right? So what does that mean? He's going to be stuck on Tatooine. It would be weird if he went anywhere else. We'd all agree mm-hmm. to that, right? Yes. So we know he's stuck on Tatooine. How many stories could you tell realistically on Tatooine that's going to not involve sand people? Mm-hmm. So my, my point is the, the type of stories you can tell on Tatooine are limited. You have Jabba's Palace, Moss Isley, Moss Espa, the pod racing people thing, and then you have Tuscan Raiders. So your stories are going to be very limited. I I I I would watch a movie about all all those things. By the way, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying like what you put in the movie and what people are going to recognize and immediately go, oh yeah, that Sand People. That's an obvious Banthas. All those things. So. Don't, you know, so when they say this and they're like, oh, they're just, they're just got it from a Kenobi movie or the Kenobi book. Well, that doesn't mean that, that the movie about the movie about Kenobi won't, it wouldn't involve something similar because what's again, let's be real. This is not, this is, you know, there's not a lot of things you can write about, about these different characters. You're going to have, you know, there's going to be some, you know, similarities. Look, look at the solo book, right? He's got a, men- he's, you know, both movies, he has a mentor, you know, he's got a, you know, he's. In a mentor that you know helps him decide or shape of who he is today. So I guess my point is that, or my question to you, Tim, is you agree with that? Like that's because for me, it's like you have. I think Sam people are going to be are, are definitely going to be in the movie. I feel like that's like an action sequence you have to put in. Mm. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, even if it was done in a book before, it just like you said, there's not. You are limited being him him on Tatooine, and I with you one hundred percent about how he shouldn't leave Tatooine at all. I've been a firm believer of that. Even when we were speculating about his like role in Rebels and his appearance there, like he just better be on Tatooine the whole time. <laughs> I do not want to see him leave. So I think that, that is going to be set there, and it's just 
it just feels natural to go that way. That's sure that's why they did it in the Kenobi book, and it would make sense to do it again in the movie and to tell a similar story like that because I really enjoyed that Kenobi book and how it involved Obi-Wan with the Tusken Raiders and some moisture farmers and all that. It was it was cool it was to great. see him in that role. Yeah. And so I wouldn't mind at all if they do something like that. Again, I'm sure it's not going to be, you know, exactly the same as that, but you'll see similarities for it. But at the same time, too, what, what also I hope they take from that book is probably my favorite parts of it. And what I really would really love to see in the Obi-Wan movie, just him and his uh, seclusion and meditation and still meditating in the force and what his mission is. I mean, if they get Liam Neeson to do voiceover of Qui-Gon and him communing with him, learning how to become a force ghost, that is going to be awesome to see on screen because th- those are some great stuff in the books and just have him reflect on everything that's happened to him and his mission to you know, mm-hmm. make sure Luke stays safe. I mean, h- having him interact with Owen and Baru Lars again would be cool to see on screen as yeah. well. And I don't know if they'll have a little Luke there for him to interact with. I'm, I have a feeling they probably couldn't resist and they will have that be like the last end shot or something to that effect where <laughs> Luke have an interaction. Right. So there's just so many cool stuff you can do. And regardless of if it's been done before, you shouldn't let that stop you if there's similarities to the book and whatnot. So, if, yeah. yeah. If you have a good story, you need to tell that story. And if you take mm-hmm. elements from legends, that's not a bad thing. So, you know, and again, I, I, I would not be surprised if Tuscan Raiders play a major part in this story. I mean, think about this. When Ezra went to Tatooine, what happened? The ball used the Tusken Raiders against him. So if he's in the middle of nowhere and also think about this too, in episode four, he knows so much about the Tusken Raiders. So he's obviously thinking the same thing. Yep. So he's going to have, like he knows what they're scared of and all that. Exactly. So he, I, I, I would, I, for one would love a movie where he's just like, you know, it is about him versus Tusken Raiders. Cause again, we talked about this too, Tim, and we both agree. Uh, is that we both love the idea of Obi-Wan Kenobi or a, Kobe, a Kenobi film being about, you know, there's a, a main story, like an action story, which, you know, would say it's about about, you know, him trying to trying to, you know, save the farmers from these Tusken Raiders without being spotted as a Jedi, et cetera. Right. Well, we also love the idea that there it's, there's going to be an emotional story of Obi-Wan Kenobi at the same time dealing with the past and coming to terms with it mm-hmm. and also moving forward and becoming, a, you know, finding that becoming that better, bigger than you are force ghost that he you know, he eventually achieves that Yoda does. So to me, if you can do both those things in the film, you're looking at a just a marvelous, marvelous, you know, yep. you know, thing. So. I, I, that to me, like I, I would watch that all day. And I think that that could be hugely, hugely successful. And I mean, the, the ash, the action sequences alone from that are huge. So, I mean, if they're talking about action, I mean, I can picture him having a epic, if you want to see some lightsaber action, having him go up against a crate dragon on Tatooine, that could be amazing to see too. And you bring up a good point about Obi-Wan. This movie has the potential to have a, be a great balance of cool action like that. But get into like some emotional stuff with Obi Wan in his past and with with Luke and also too, you were talking about the Tusken Raiders. One of my things I liked about the book and another aspect I wouldn't mind seeing if they take stuff from it is how it kind of makes you uh, sympathize or relate to or empathize with the Tusken Raiders and kind of what they deal with in their battle against the moisture farmers and all that and how mm-hmm. in the end they were kind of the good guys <laughs> in that story. And Obi-Wan ended up kind of defending like the queen and 
uh, some of her tribes at the end of that. So it could even give you a new layer to what we think about Tusken Raiders too. So there's so much potential that you can do for mm-hmm. Obi Wan film, but yeah. action, emotion, story. Just yeah, like you said, it could be something marvelous. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, so that I think, and I think it seems like we're going to get this Kenobi film. It seems like, again, when there's smoke, there's fire. It's just, I, I like you, Tim, let's just announce it already. Let's just tell us, like, you know, let's just go with it. But it's weird. They'll announce a Ryan Johnson trilogy and these, you know, the Benioff and Weiss, you know, series of films or where the heck that's going to be, but they can't announce this poten- potential Kenobi film that's going to be released in a couple years. I know. That, that is, you know, it's, and let's be real. Like they, they got a director attached to it because it, you know, the major trades got a hold of that yep. information. So it's not like it's just, we're just pulling this out of thin air. Like, no, like there's, there's been traction on this. So it's interesting. They haven't announced it yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So, all right, moving on to the next bit of news, we've got uh, we got a little small tidbits about John Favreau's Star Wars series for that uh, Disney um, potential the oh, the potential the upcoming Disney uh, streaming service. Uh, John Favreau released some details and basically it got it got there was miscommunication. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit about it, but it originally he had said. Uh, I'm not even going to go with the original quote. I'm just going to go with what he is officially had said. It takes seven years after the Battle of Yavin, not Endor, Yavin. So it's a couple years after the battle for Endor. Um, what's interesting of him saying that, and he also said it's all new characters, all new planets. So he got you know a few things out there for the TV series. I, you can tell he's excited about it. One of yeah. the there's a couple things I take away from this, and I'll I'll throw it to you, Tim. Uh, he did say he's had this series planned for a long time and he was really excited to pitch it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing at this point, but it basically sounds like he had this series written. He already worked on the series by himself without it being greenlit or anything. And then he finally got a chance to pitch it and they took it and he's already got four episodes done of the season. So when it was originally announced as him as the as the head the, uh, executive producer, the showrunner, if you will, for those who need to know, the executive producer for these series are is like the big wig. They everything goes through them. So when it was announced that he was doing it, you, I think, like you, and I think most people all would assume that Disney came to John and said, "Hey, John, we want you to work on the show." He's like, "Okay, I'll do it." Where. Mm-hmm. Actually, it sounds like he had this idea for a long time and he's the one that brought it to them. It certainly sounds like or maybe they just kind of were loosely talking about it and they found they got wind of it. And he said, yeah, I want we want to check it out. And they now they're going to do it. So either way, this is not a I mean, everything's done for money. Let me make that very clear. <laughs> but what what I love about this, this is actually a very inspired uh, you know, thing that John Favreau wants to do. It's not like, you know. Oh, you're paying me to come up with ideas, which is nothing wrong with that. But this is really exciting for me. The fact that this is a story that John really wants to tell and it's a TV series and that's what he wanted it to be originally. So there's a lot of things to digest here, Tim. So I'm going to throw it to you. What's your, what's your take on all that? No. Yeah. I kind of, I was surprised to hear that as well. I mean, it's not an idea he had. He already had four episodes already in the can or not, you know, filmed and everything, but scripts written, but you know, you bring up an interesting point about, you know, what was the genesis of him being involved in with coming up with this idea. And I like for me, I kind of think maybe if Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy, they 
knew they wanted they're going to get a, a series in production or maybe just they threw out you know talked to several different people and got in contact with different creative people they wanted to work with and just come up with ideas we, like, we don't know what we'll use them for whether a movie or the tv series but just come up with some ideas and then we'll see what you worked on and if we like it we'll see what the best fit for it is in one of the projects so i could see that happening and maybe john favreau was one of those people we got in touch with just to come up with some ideas and probably maybe didn't know it was going to be a tv show or a movie but it ended up being a tv show so but i totally agree with you where you could just see the passion and, and the excitement he has for working on this it just seems like you know it, like any one of us as diehard Star Wars fans, I mean, we've all come up with our own stories at some point in of our lives as fans, just certain ideas and things that we think would be cool in this era and whatnot. So you can just tell he's coming from that same place and said we're going to be able to see what <laughs> uh, his uh, stories and ideas he had as a fan be brought into a TV show. So that's exciting. And I'm just kind of glad or I shouldn't say kind of glad. I am really glad that it is in the time place or the time period that it is going to be in which is three years pretty much after return of the jedi and it's not set in the original trilogy era again because we were talking about that and either our last episode or the episode before that when we first found out john favreau was involved in the tv show how i was hoping it wouldn't be set in the original trilogy era where it's been getting a lot of that lately and it's i would like for one of these new projects to move on to something different and it looks like that's going to be the case so i'm definitely glad it is in the post return of the Jedi in the early stages of, you know, the sequel trilogy era. So I'm glad for that. And another thing too, I found interesting in one of the details where they talked to John Favreau said here was that talking about the brand new characters and planets and all that stuff, but he's saying they're going to use the same technology they use on his jungle book movie, which is that's right. Yeah. yeah. Impressive technology <laughs> they use And man, if it has the production values of that for a TV show, I mean, man, <laughs> it's going to be like getting, Star Wars movies, um, I don't know if it's going to be like all you can stream all episodes once they're all available. It's going to be made available every week. I don't know how they do it, but getting Star Wars movies like that as a TV format, man, if it has those same production qualities and we're seeing creatures that look as good as the animals in Jungle Book, man, it's going to be look amazing. So just definitely a lot of stuff to be excited about with this info John Favreau revealed here. And I wasn't expecting him to say <laughs> this much on the red carpet for solo because it's funny you get john favreau saying this stuff someone asks him a question oh you're working on you know this new star wars tv show can you, is there anything you could tell us and i was expecting the typical oh, yep mm -hmm. no we're early in production right now we're excited about it we're working on it we can't wait for you all to see it because kind of like the dave filoni speech because he does the same thing on the starwars.com live stream when they're asking about resistance and you know couldn't say anything about it i expected the same from favreau but Nope, we got some juicy details here <laughs> for us to mull over. So it, it was first exciting to get him talking about this stuff, but then to find out what he says is making me more excited for the TV show too. So mm -hmm. can't wait to learn more, which will probably be in Celebration Chicago. So there's <laughs> another reason to be excited for that. So one of the details he talked about, Tim, that kind of struck my ear once I actually heard him say it outright was he said, oh, it's it, it takes back it takes place seven years after the Battle of Yavin. And that's a very you, weird thing to say because mm -hmm. you could have easily just said it takes three years after, after the Battle of Endor. We'd all get it. But he said Yavin. So yeah. it immediately makes me think it, the characters must be tied to that 
to that air that air, there's something that must be that ties mm. the story together at that time period. But then the, the main story takes place at, at the two, three years after Endor. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, no, totally. There mm. must be something significant that happens that affects all the characters at that time. Maybe it's a battle of, yeah, maybe it's a death star. Maybe they're all, they're from all the round. Um, you know, I guess my point is, is like there's something that happens. The, the Battle of Yavin might have an impact on this. And that's why he said that and maybe he let it slip like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not like slip, but like it, he dropped a detail that we're not really thinking about. It was it's just because to me, you should have just said, oh, it's the um, it's the it's the takes place after a couple of years after the Battle of Endor, the, you know, it just, he didn't. So. I'm glad you're kind of with me. I think there, there's a there's a nugget of tr- of nugget of info in that, and maybe I'm 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 st- uh, stretching that, but I don't think I am. I think I'm right. No, yeah, I mean, you could take it just okay. He's referencing that as the first major battle in yes. the Star Wars movie. That's why he's referring to the Battle of Yavin. But at the same time, too, it is kind of funny that he would single that out. And if I remember right, because I haven't watched the clip, maybe I should have watched it before we started recording again <laughs> to refresh myself. But did he? I kind of sounded like he had like he didn't say it right away he was trying to find the right words to use when he was trying to say the pin, yeah. like pinpoint the time frame of it so i don't know i wonder if he was thinking of another word to say but then he just ended up saying the battle of the anyway because to your point it is going to be significant to some or maybe just one of the characters that maybe the main character we're going to see because you're right it could be like maybe one of the and it wasn't many besides Wedge, Luke, Han, and Chewie, but mm-hmm. there was that other Y-Wing pilot <laughs> who survived uh, the Battle of Yavin. Maybe it'll be about that, or like you mentioned, Alderaan's survivors, or even maybe uh, people who are TIE fighter pilots or some Imperials who were stationed on the Death Star but weren't on there when it blew up, like Death Star survivors, something like that. So mm. that is interesting when you think about it, of how he, you know, there might be something more to him just pinpointing that battle of yavin as you know a date to remember and the time frame to go jump off from to where this series take place i think you're onto something where there might be some significance to that battle overall that'll play into the story or one of the characters that we're going to see in the show yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad you're, you're, you're not, i'm not alone in this so yeah it's just you know i, I have to say i'm probably more excited for, i mean I, I'm, I'm really excited for, for this potential kenobi movie I'm really excited with DB and Weiss, uh, Benioff and DB and Weiss, DB and Weiss, Weiss and Benioff uh, from Game of Thrones and their Star Wars series of, of films and what that could do. I'm, I'm, I think you know it's like the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I'm still like, eh, you know, that's a whole long story. But I gotta say, you know, I think besides, I might be more excited about the Star Wars series than I am about the perhaps the deep the Benioff and Weiss series, just because. I'm not sure unless they tell us it's gonna, they're going to go back and tell ancient stories of Star Wars, mm. which would be awesome. And I think that's where they're going to go down. Who knows if if that's right or wrong? But I think this TV series is going to is going to if it's by John Favreau, like I just love that guy, and I'm really excited that this this series is this TV series is going to be insane. So, um, so yeah, I guess uh, we'll kind of go move on to the next set of uh, information. You know, I'm probably just going to go to here, Tim. Well, let's, let's talk about the uh, new Forces of Destiny episodes um, we talked about. We uh, we were uh, in the room together <laughs> when uh, we, we watched those. We watched them. We couldn't have we couldn't put them on a TV, so we watched them both independently <laughs> on our tablets at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they weren't watching the same episodes at the same times. They're both. I could hear. I would hear one thing, and then I'd watch, and I'd be watching something other, something else from yours, and then I'd hear the same thing on mine in a second. So, on a yeah, different... I think I, if I, I think we went opposite directions. Like you started at the top of the playlist, and I started at the bottom of the playlist. Yes. <laughs> so we just went opposite directions to how the Disney Channel YouTube page had it listed. But. Yeah. <laughs> so the. It was really cool. I, I think this is the best batch of episodes altogether. Um, I think you you would agree as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt that way too. Yeah. So I, you know, obviously the Ewok episode with oh, um, <laughs> that that to me is the best because the Gorax from the Ewok movies is, is yeah, officially made uh... canon. Well, he's in, and to be fair, he's in the this uh, map book for Star Wars like about a year ago or so. That it like it has like his a picture of a Gorax in there. So that's like pretty much canon. Um, but like seeing but it, still, actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just seeing him in like actual like content that isn't a source book or something like that in an actual mm-hmm. story that's taking place in the canon was awesome to see. Yeah. And Luke Skywalker, no less, uh, you know, oh. like t- helping him take on that. That's surreal. Let's be real. That's surreal. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it blew my mind seeing that. I mean, I said the tweet after I saw it, like, I would never imagine that I would see a Luke Skywalker fighting Ogorax, but thank you for the destiny. You gave me just that. And it was awesome. <laughs> right. And, 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 for, and also what's really cool about that, uh, that episode is that, uh, the, the Ewoks, there's a reason they had those traps against the, uh, the walkers. They didn't set them yeah. up for the walkers. It's for the Gorax. I know. I, maybe I'm dumb for not realizing that, but I just assume, you know, they were preparing for their battle against the empire and they set them up for that. But, I like what they did here so much better, you know, us being fans of the Ewok movies and throwing that history into the main canon now as far as that's why those traps are there to fight that Gorax. It just makes total sense. It just works on a lot of levels for that. So, yeah, I really dug that small little detail, but it went a long way for us old school fans of those Ewok movies. Yeah. So I'm trying to now I'm now I'm starting to blank on I might get these mixed up with the other ones. So there was also the Ezra and Ahsoka episode of of Saber Training. That was a great episode. I would say that's the second best one after the Luke and the Gorax and Leia and the Ewoks. I'm sure most fans would like the Ahsoka and Ezra one better, but yeah, who are who didn't grow up or don't really have a big of affinity as the Gorax as we do, I could easily see him picking that Ezra and Ahsoka one as their favorite more. But I could definitely see why I could too, because it was a great one. Yeah, and that was and also that also kind of followed up Yoda from the first one of the first season episodes. Yeah. Of, it was was you know she's teaching Ezra what she learned from Yoda on that episode. Mm-hmm, totally, yeah. It's just good to see a little them have a little training session too, you know, knowing how, you know, Ezra and Kanan weren't fully trained to be as Jedi, but Ahsoka was to at least more so than they were. And to see her pass on her knowledge and wisdom to Ezra here was cool to see the events before, obviously, the season two finale of Twilight of the Apprentice, because we know they were, you know, stationed on chopper base for a little bit. Ahsoka was there. So to see this have this little lesson and training session with Ezra was really cool, too. Right, right. And so there's also the episode with um let's see here. The it's Tristan and Sabine, the uh, the brother sister on mm-hmm. Mandalore. We're talking about the, the the great Mandalorian warrior statue that they're on. Had a little skirmish with some uh Imperial uh guys. That was that was that was a fine episode. I thought that was solid. What what else am I missing? I know I'm for, the Hera and Chopper and the Ewoks. That was a cute uh, that was cute. That was probably my least favorite to be honest. <laughs> right. No, that I, I could see. It wasn't terrible though. 
The other one I liked, though, was Chewie and the Porgs. That, that's that was what I'm cute. forgetting. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm forgetting. Okay. That was really cute. Yeah, I thought they were all very, very enjoyable and very just kind of just straight ahead. And, you know, I don't know. They, they're get, I think they're starting, to, they're starting to really get better. They weren't ter- – they'd never been terrible. They just weren't always memorable, super memorable or great. You know, they're, mm. you know, some were really, some were good, but some I, were okay. Well, I felt each batch had a really good one, if not great one. But this one, I think, is the first batch that had several really good ones, if not great ones, mm-hmm. in one release. So I, that's why I put this one as the best batch of releases so far. No, totally. I, I, I this was like, I feel like they're just getting better. I love these. Let's keep making them. And the, yeah. then, then Star Wars, let's put it out on like a, a Blu-ray, all of them together, because I don't, I don't want to keep buying the books to, for my Canon shelf. I got to get them on. I want the video. Video <laughs> trumps novels. We all know this. Yep. And when they air on Disney Channel, they have a little extra stuff. I know it won't be a big deal for you, Paul, because you're not the biggest Moss Kanata fan. But nope. <laughs> Other one, Disney Channel, when they air it, she usually has a like small introduction to the next story that they're gonna play. Like she gives a little, like parable or a, a illustration how it ties into the short that's about to show next. So they could always to have that on an official Blu-ray release too. To have the comp- everything they animate and produce for this show would be great to have. Yeah, I just wonder like what would be the cutoff point to do that with? Because technically this is season two, and I would like to think we would have gotten one for season one <laughs> by now, if that was the case. So maybe they have a set plan as far as how long the series is going to run its course. And then they'll just release all of them in one yeah. set or whatnot. That, but, would, that would make sense. Cause you can hit play all and just watch them all in a yeah. row. And they're all, they're so long. You might have, might be like 45 minutes total at some point, you know, with all of them together. I hope they do that because I want to have something on my shelf that like, you know, they're, they're on there and they can, you know, all that stuff. So where did you put them though? Cause they're all over the place in the timeline. <laughs> so for those who, again, for those who are listening, who may not know, I have, what I do is I collect everything that has a spine. So for, for, for a canon, for like the canon. Um, so meaning I, I don't put like single issue comic books in there. I wait, if it, if it, I wait for it to be collected and once it has a spine, a readable spine, I then put it on the shelf. So if it's just one shot, like, like there's a, there's a comic with a three PO and, um, but his red arm and all that stuff, that issue is not being collected at all. So it doesn't go on the shelf. It just stays away from it. So it has to have a readable spine to be on the Canon shelf. So that means all the books, all, all the graphic novels, all the, um, young adult books, the Blu-rays, whatever, Whatever has a readable spine, the video games, if it's canon and it has a readable spine, it goes on the canon shelf. So what I've, what I've done with all those anthology stuff is um, I put them all at the very end of the shelf. So I have three, there's three shelves total right now that I can fit everything onto and with space to obviously keep going. And in order for it to be completely full, it'll take another I'd say another year and a half before this these, this short little shelf of three shelves will be full. So, um so right now it's um it's a uh, I, I have them all at the very end of the canon shelf. So it goes through the very beginning. The first thing in canon we've got that's collected is the Darth Maul graphic novel. That's the very beginning. Then it's followed by episode one uh, Blu-ray. 
So you kind of keep going in chronological order to the very end. So the very last thing we got was at this point, The Last Jedi. So after Last Jedi, then I put in Star Wars Adventures, Volume 1, Volume 2, and then the Forces of Destiny um, young reader books that recap all the things we've gotten. They all go after whatever the new, the, the old or the the most current Star Wars uh, or further out Star Wars canon uh, material we have, which at this point is The Last Jedi. So that's what I do with all the anthology stuff. Gotcha. That makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I and I love it. It's 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 like it's been a lot of fun to put them all together and see it. And I because I love the idea of of everything counting for the most part. I mean, some people would argue the validity of that, and I will argue with them. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's been um, I have I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. It it definitely hits the pocketbook a little bit here and there, but you know <laughs> you gotta make some sacrifices. So, um, are we done with uh, the Force of Destiny? Yeah, I say so. Okay. But- Again, just probably the best batch of episodes yet. It was just fun to, even though we didn't watch them on the same screen together, watching them and reacting together. Yeah, the same that was time cool. Was, was <laughs> lots of fun, especially on that Corax episode, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, you know, Tim, we're gonna have to like, we're gonna have to figure out something where uh, we can go see a Star Wars movie together sometime. Like, you know, maybe we can get together for the Kenobi film or something. Yeah, or episode nine even i mean, <laughs> I mean True. ending the ending the trilogy this you know last chapter i should say of this trilogy seeing it with you would be awesome <laughs> yeah totally no after totally. all the conversations we've had leading up to it <laughs> up to episode seven even going back so it would be the nice culmination of that era of star wars being able to see it together mm-hmm. no totally totally it'd be, it'd be awesome it'd be awesome okay so we had a couple of things left um so we've got a little bit of announcement for Battlefront, and I think we could probably this could be a good like kind of ender. I think with everything um, talking about Battlefront, as, as people know, we're huge Battlefront fans. Fans, fans. <laughs> oh man, it's late. It's only eight o'clock. Um, so <laughs> um, we're you know Kyle, Tim, and I both love Battlefront. Obviously, some people here don't play Battlefront as much as they should. Tim. You did play the other day, which is good, which is good. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got the Battlefront news and um, it was a little underwhelming that for the for we got a little bit of an update this month with the uh, announcement that we got Jabba's Palace uh, map back. And then we got a couple new skins, uh, Leia Bausch and Lando Skiffguard. And a new game mode, Hero Showdown, which is two on two. And so there was a little bit of complaining about that when it happened. And uh, I'll be honest, I, always, I wish Javis Palace would have been added from the very beginning. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do? But, yeah, as long as we don't have to pay for it, that's still good that it's free. That's true. <laughs> part of the, that's true. It's, Part of the rotation now of the maps we get to play on. But the problem is now is that we got some information that some leak. And again, these are all leaks. This is not this is not full on uh, official news or anything. But there's a lot of things saying that that EA is going to put out a Clone Wars DLC soon on Geonosis. And after that, it may well be the end of downloadable content as far as big stuff like that. Um, or we're, we're going to get a Han Solo, a new Han Solo map. Um, in next in June, they haven't announced that yet, yeah. but that was the, they said there's going to be something in June and something in August and that's it. 
unless the game also these monetary uh, things like the crystals and people start putting money into that, they're going to start taking EA's reportedly going to start taking resources away, if not already um, from from this game. And, and it's upset a lot of people. And I don't know, man, I, I guess the reason I want, I, I want to kind of focus on all that stuff, uh, Tim, because to be honest, it's really it's really sad to hear. And because I think the Battlefront game itself isn't bad. And I think it looks definitely not. It looks great. It just has so much bad buzz around it because of, of just mishandling everything. And we're not just talking about, I mean, if it righted itself at with the progression system a few months ago or a month ago, and they just kept, and they kept rocking things out. Like they gave us a brand new map right away and then said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this and, and started like getting things right. There would be a more positive buzz around it, but they haven't done that. And it's like, they're, they gave us Ewok hunt, which is cool, which is nice, but it's just, it's just not, you know, you need to have that plus more. You need to, mm-hmm. you have a lot of, of, you know, ga- you know, catching up to do. And they, you can tell they just don't want to put the resources into catching up. And it's sad because I think the game isn't bad. I think it's, I think it looks beautiful. I think it plays pretty well. Um, it's not as smooth as other games possibly, but I think it still plays well. Um, has a lot of potential and I just wish they kind of just listen to the fans a, l- a little bit more. Like they, they, I feel like they do, but not quite. I mean, where's conquest mode? I mean, I, I've kind of was like, well, you know, I, I defend them a little bit about that, but now after two games and they still haven't made a conquest mode and everyone keeps talking about that, it, they need to put it on there. It's a fan favorite. Get, get the, you know, you know, I always say this, there's an old saying, Dr. Dre, from NWA, he said, "If the people in my streets aren't bumping what I'm, what my stuff that I give them, then I know no one else is going to bump them around the world." And that's what he said. He knew Dr. Dre knew he had a beat. If the people in his in his neighborhood would listen to their stuff in their cars and he could hear it, and then he go, "That's a hit. That's good. They like that stuff." And then he would keep going with it. But if he didn't, he go, "All right, that wasn't gonna, no one else is going to like that. I'm going to move on." So same thing applies here with Star Wars. If your main hardcore Star Wars fans aren't happy, how are you going to get the mainstream video game people happy? How are you going to get them hooked on this stuff if you can't even get the main hardcore people on? And that's been kind of my main issue. You've got me. I I don't play very many video games. I play Star Wars games. That's it. So you got me. But the pe- there's so many people that aren't like me that want, you know, they want to play, uh, you know, Star Wars games, but they just are tired of this bad, this bad rollout stuff. And then Star Wars is not enough of a, of a franchise for them. And for some of these people to want to invest in the game because they've heard all this bad buzz from people like us who are love Star Wars and are huge Star Wars fans. And they just complain about it. So it's, to me, it's like, if you write everything with Star Wars off the bat, then you would obviously get like a more positive buzz and that would trickle out with the, with the other communities, but they just haven't been able to do that. I, I, do you agree? Disagree, Tim? No. Yeah. For the most part, I agree with you at the same time too. I just wonder like how much they could actually do without losing so much money where <laughs> this game was just, I mean, it almost is a loss for them, but to be just a complete total loss, I wonder how much they could have catered, to the fans and all the requests that they wanted to at the same time, it was just ugly from the get go <laughs> with the launch. And 
they slowly like I think the key word is slowly where they they didn't do stuff quick enough like you said like this progression system I mean again I'm not a game developer maybe it, it takes longer to implement it than we'd want to and that's why it took forever but it would have been nice if it happened you know a month or so after the whole debacle with the launch and the progressive system and all that microtransaction stuff instead of putting it out where I'm sure a lot of gamers were already jumping off jumping off Battlefront 2 already and not playing it anymore so it's just a bummer that this is the state of the game and what the legacy of Battlefront 2 is going to be remembered as and to be honest if we know we're getting the solo the main solo season 2 content coming in June which would be probably more focused on the movie obviously and then the Clone Wars stuff and I'm preparing myself to really that be it because I, I could totally see that panning out where they're just ready to you know, be done with this game already. <laughs> just enough with the backlash and all the issues they've had with it. It just probably will be time to move on, but they can't just yet because they promised these seasons to the gamers and they got to deliver on that. Because man, imagine if they didn't <laughs> and they pulled out like with just only two seasons. Imagine how disappointing that would be. But if we get three, yeah, I don't think it'd be. It's not the best, but it's not the worst either. I'm, to be honest, <laughs> I'm just really wanting Clone Wars and prequel stuff. So as long as we get that. I'll be good. <laughs> so well, we're, and looks it looks like we're like going to get the it. Case. Yeah, exactly. So, but I just, to me, and I'm, not, I'm just talking about just the launch. I, I, and, and that's what I mean. If like, if they, if they could have got star Wars fans hyped on battlefront and I'm talking about the hardcore people, not just, you know, if they, if they could get the hardcore people, you know, the hardcore battlefront fans who love the old games and love star Wars and get them happy. Then even though the progression system wasn't perfect, I think they could have got people, but because the progression system was wonky and the, the some of the launch games, even though they did have Camino, they did have a lot of, you know, a lot of planets that we wanted. There was still things like, you know, not putting in a conquest mode. Like yeah, it was we, the modes that suffered this time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and like, Again, I still think Battlefront 2015 wasn't a terrible game. I think that was the problem was that was rushed. And this one mm. wasn't rushed, but I feel like they also they listened to fans, but they also tried to like thought they knew more too. Like, oh no, 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 fans want this. And it's like, no, no, no. Guys, give us conquest mode. Give us, you know, you got us the prequel planets. We should have you should have gave us the the all that stuff, the monetary stuff. We would have because people would have paid for the clone trooper stuff and all the different, you know. I feel that they should have they should they should have gave us the um, the, uh, the 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 custom customization right away, and yeah. I feel that was another blunder on their part. They should have gave us all the customizable things right away for the most part, and then launch the downloadable or the, the new downloadable content, and forget trying to have that tie into your downloadable content and say now you can pay all this money to get new skins. Like you know that works a little bit. But not like the, the the clone troopers and the stormtroopers and all that stuff. Like you could have left it out there, and you probably could have made a little bit of money if you would have had your progression system a little bit better, and then had that customization right out the bat. People would have paid money for it. You know, to be honest, I might have. I you know, and this may be because I love. I mean, you might have too, right? If you had of for for clone troopers, yeah, yes, definitely. See, and that's and see, that's the thing, man. They don't, they're just kind of EA just didn't get it. And that's what sucks. And again, I go back to my analogy earlier. If they're not playing it, if your neighborhood's not playing it, then no one's going to play it. Right. Mm-hmm. So meaning Star Wars, hardcore fans, us, if we're not going to want to pay for this stuff, no one's going to want to pay for this stuff. So, and I know they had it at first and then everyone complained, 
But again, if you would have thought about better and said, Hey, let's customize it. Now I have it paid, you know, pay to play or, you know, pay to get better, you know, whatever, pay to win. You could have, you could have had everything at once, but you botched it. So, you know, it, I, I hope, I just hope it's not the end of, of battlefront. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of talking about this a few days ago where we were playing last, how I kind of think this is going to be it for battlefront for a while, because as much as we enjoy playing it, I think the name is kind of tarnished right now and they would probably have to take a step back from it. Cause I think this is going to be it. I don't think we're going to get a battlefront three anytime soon. And if I'm going to try to project the future of battlefront and star Wars games, I'm going to go as far as to say, as long as EA still holds the star Wars license, we're not going to see a new battlefront game. I think we're going to have to wait for that to expire and, whether Lucasfilm gives the license to someone else or <laughs> they bring LucasArts back and they're the main developers again. But bring LucasArts back. Bring yeah. LucasArts back. We need it. <laughs> and launch it with Star Wars 1313. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think EA and Star Wars Battlefront, those two names are just, they just had such a bad reputation now that it, I think it would be foolish for them to do a Battlefront 3 because it's just going to get bad buzz from the get-go. You're going to be expecting gamers and fans are going to be expecting the worst from it and probably not even given a chance if they decide to put out another one. So, yeah, I think the outlook for Battlefront is kind of bleak right now <laughs> and kind of have to enjoy what we're going to get now and the remainder DLC for Battlefront 2. So maybe I'm wrong, but that's just the direction I see it heading. I mean, mm. just because it's just been nothing but a struggle since the launch of Battlefront 2. And there's, we've seen improvements in the actual game, but the actual, you know, recognition behind the name of Battlefront in EA, just, I don't think it's gotten any better since it's launched. Yeah. It's almost forgotten, really. It just, just has a bad stain now. You know, Tim, you make a great point, And I hope I hope you're wrong. I, but you're, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're probably <laughs> right. And maybe they'll have to do another game like Battlefront and call it something else. You know? you know what? And even if they do want to try to get as much as they want out of the Battlefront name and franchise, I could see them doing something too. And I think we both probably would buy it if they kind of do a complete collection of both Battlefront games where it has, I don't know if they would have like both games on one disc or incorporate like all the maps and modes from the first one and put it into like incorporate the both of them and kind of as one <laughs> sort of way. I don't know if you kind of get what I'm saying. Just have one game that has all the maps from both games and maybe all the modes all on one disc type of thing. I could see them doing kind of maybe some type of special edition that way if they want to still get it out there and have it at yeah. a reduced price, like at 40 bucks or something like that. Because mm. 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 I, I know that would keep it alive for us anyway if we were able to you know, play all the maps from both games. Like if we ever had like a long marathon session getting all the different maps oh, to play on. It would be so modes, much fun. It could be a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess, you know, to wrap up this conversation with this, I, I think, yeah, it's just we, it, time's going to tell and it's going to be really sad if we, if it doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't work out. And I hopefully, who knows, maybe this, the customization on clone troopers will open their eyes and it'll just blow their minds of how all of everyone will be paying to get it to go or everyone will be playing the game to, to grind it out. Lord knows I'm grinding out for that Bausch armor. I'm at 74,000 <laughs> credits and I haven't paid a cent and I'm waiting. That's the thing. That's the thing too. I'm a type of gamer. I really don't like 
buying for those microtransactions. I like to grind it out too, like to earn it. It just doesn't feel right to paying actual money for that stuff to get it sooner. But <laughs> here, here's the ta- thing: it takes a while, though. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: if I was a bigger gamer, which I'm not, I play like one game, as you know, or like two, three games, and that's pretty much Star Wars games and like Destiny Two. Um, but that being said, if I was more of, you know a bigger gamer, I probably would spend money on some of the stuff. Cause I, I love, I love the customization stuff, but I'm also poor and don't want to spend extra money. <laughs> you know, that's the key. Like we were rich and millionaires. Yeah. Buy an RP, but we, we're know, not. So, you know, and, and, and to end it on this, I'm one of those people who has no problem buying downloadable content. Like I, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I don't want to pay and separate the community. I was like, you know what? I, to me, I'd rather spend the extra money to get more content. Yeah, that's extra me. content. I agree with that. Like, obviously, I bought the season pass for the first battle. Me run. too. It's just when you can unlock something without paying for it in the game, that's where it gets me. Where I'll just grind it out and try to get mm-hmm. it on my yep. own. Well, same here. It won't do it. It's just. It's just. I think the problem is they. You know, and I'm. I'm a firm believer. If you want them to put, in, you know, work into the game and keep it healthy, you gotta like either buy their custom, you know, their monetary stuff, or you need to shut up and let them do a DLC that pay for it. A season pass, because you know what, for me, it was worth it, but I'm not a big gamer. So it's, you know, I understand people complain and I understand all that, but honestly, like that to me was the, that's the way I'd go. So anyway, the last thing we'll talk about today is just kind of our, our general kind of feelings going into solo. And I know, We've only got a couple of days. I'm I'm hoping this episode gets released before the movie comes out. Uh, it definitely will. <laughs> okay, okay. That all right. You reassured me, Tim. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I guess you know, you know, Tim. I'll throw this to you. Like, you know, um, we're we're getting lots of reviews. It's got a 71 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um. It's funny you mentioned Rotten Tomatoes real quick because I saw the review or the reveal score for it. Like, was it 73 or 70, something like that? It was almost where it is now. Mm-hmm. But I haven't checked it since. And I was wondering, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? I, I, I got to be honest. It'd be kind of, I want to say it'd feel like I get to be nervous or less of my excitement or anything. Right. But it'd be weird to see one of these new Star Wars films get to the 60%. So, but the fact that it stayed in the seventies or 71, you know, seems about right to me from what I've been hearing. Well, it's funny because it's at 71% still. And that's after like, I think most, most of the reviews are in for, so it's going to be at 70, 71%. Um, for, you know, I, I obviously I, I'm staying away from spoilers. I know nothing about anything. Thank goodness. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we're both, we're both doing that. It's just, I'll, I'll say this before I throw it to you, Tim. I'm a little saddened by some people who are trying to like, you know, because right now the, the want to see meter is at 50%. It was at like 80% for a while. And now, oh, really? people, yeah, people are like, oh, it just means no one's going to watch a movie. You know, I'm just like, no, I don't believe it. And I think it's going to be, I think this movie's going to be successful. I'm really excited from, you know, what there's a consensus on the, the Rotten Tomato score. And it says it's not perfect, but it's a lot of fun, you know, basically. And, the, and the, what the, the couple things I've read online or heard online, I should say, is that from people is that it's just it starts off kind of rocky is what I don't know if you read some of those reviews at all. I've read a few of those too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so I think if people go in and it seems kind of off to you at first, then you're probably not alone, but it seems like it really picks up as it goes. So, yeah. and I can, 
I can already tell. I think I know what's going to bother me. It's probably going to be the whole mud trooper Han thing that you know, <laughs> his face, his face. That, <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thank you. And that's not, that's out in the regular stuff. That, that's, that's that's we all know he's a he's a trooper because it's that that featurette. So in that. It's gonna be. I'm hoping that's not it because I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be weird. I think part of Han's history that I've always known about. Glad they're including it, and I can't wait to see it in a live action. So hopefully it won't be as weird and maybe as rocky as some of the early reviews were saying. For me, anyway. No, no, I, I that's a good point. He because his history is involved in the Empire, but like just that face he makes and that still <laughs> bothers or that thing yeah. <laughs> bothers me. So. I, but you know what? I'm glad I saw it now. At first, I was like, I don't want to see this. But now I'm glad I saw it because now I can prepare myself and go, okay. Because I think if I can just get through that first 15, 20 minutes with it, I think kind of kind of rubs people the wrong way a little bit, then I think I'm going to love it. And I, I'm really excited. I love – the thing is, Han Solo for me is like this. He's like – it's like you can't like Star Wars and, and not Han Solo. I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, it's, like, almost impossible. I love all the big three characters. Anyone from the original trilogy I love. I don't think there's anyone from the original trilogy I just don't like. I love all of them. So Han Solo included. He's not my favorite character, but I lo- I do love the character because he's original trilogy, and that's what I grew up on. And I love I love the Han and Chewie relationships. There's lots of stuff. Lando, obviously. I mean, there's lots. This movie's going to be a ton of fun to watch. And I, you know, with the reviews, I'm happy with what I'm hearing because – I wasn't expecting a perfect movie, especially under the circumstances, but it definitely, it sounds like Ron Howard salvaged what needed to be salvaged. Yeah. That's something I've read too on certain reviews saying which people or critics expecting it to be a mess. And like, you see difference between directors and whatnot, but everyone's saying it turned out like it's a seamless movie where it feels like it's, it's one cohesive uh, movie and story that they're telling with it. It doesn't feel like there was like too many hands in the pot or whatnot. So that's definitely good to hear. But, yeah, I mean, just like any other Star Wars movies, I'm counting the days now, especially when we're this close. And I made a point to I talked to you about it, I sent a tweet about it. But this past week when they, we had the premiere and the reviews went up, it's like it feels like we should have seen this movie already <laughs> because the past three movies since Force Awakens, all the reviews and press screenings, they all happened the week of release. And the fact that it didn't happen with Solo it just making the wait feel extra longer or it's like this is the start when we start hearing reviews and screening this that's the point where it's like man we're just a few days away now but it was actually had to wait a week <laughs> since all the reviews and screenings happened but we made it through we're about to enter solo week and again i'm excited for it i probably watched more of the tv spots and the certain clips than i was Tim. intending to because you're a so lot bad of the, at that a lot of the guests i was actually good for it for Last Jedi and Rogue One. Force Awakens, I kind of watched most of it, but on Jimmy Kimmel, the week of the premiere, pretty much every night had a different member of the cast on, and they would show a clip of, like, I gotta forward, but uh, <laughs> new Star Wars right here on my TV. I gotta watch it. So watched a few clips, and during the premiere live stream, which I watched, they I tried to not to watch everything they showed because in between interviews and all that they'd show tv spots and the documentaries and stuff i try not to watch every tv spot they showed there but i probably saw one or two but at the same time i don't feel i saw anything that made me go oh man i wish i didn't see that kind of like the part or the tv spot for the last jedi where we see ray take kylo's lightsaber and we're like oh why would they put that in there (laughs) it wasn't one of those that i've seen in the tv spot just more stuff that just looks really cool and i can't wait to see and yeah i mean like i said 
in the lead up to this movie, and since this is our final episode before we get to see it, I'll just say it again and hope when we're talking about the actual movie in our next episode, I'm raving about this stuff I was so excited before. I mean, Han and Chewie meeting for the first time in their relationship. I just cannot wait to see that. And then from the stuff I'm hearing, I've heard they do a great job with establishing that relationship. And Chewie's a standout in this movie. And pretty much most, if not all the reviews I've heard said Chewie, like this is Chewie's best movie yet. And that has me really excited. Not to mention Lando. I heard Donald Glover steals the movie as well. And his interaction with Han is great. And I'm hearing, I got to say one thing I am surprised I'm hearing, which is a good thing, more positive stuff about Alden Ehrenreich's performance yes, as Han. That we I, haven't, you, I have not heard really anything negative really about yeah. that. Yeah, and I was expecting it to be kind of a mixed reaction where people would say, uh, his performance just didn't capture like the spirit of Han and it took me out of the movie. But everyone is saying he does a good job. It's his own take on it. But it, he has that, that like, charm and charisma of Han that we were to respect, and but yet he makes it his own too, which... Is great to hear, and we were already feeling good about his performance with the last trailer, and how we're you know getting excited to see his take on it. So it's glad to hear that it looks like Alden Ehrenreich is going to deliver on his performance as Han. So yeah, yeah, and I got to say I don't know what it is, but the reviews and early reaction are saying there's some big su- su- surprise or a cameo that's in there. That even one tweet is saying is like it makes you wonder what the future of this like solo star Wars movies are going to be, but in a good way, it got, it got him excited. So I'm just wondering what that's going to be. That's another thing I got to say. I'm pretty anxious to find out what this is going to be. I don't think it's like a plot twist or anything, but some either reveal or just a unexpected character appearance that sets something up. I mean, just to find out what it that is. And so hopefully it can just add more to what looks to be just an enjoyable, fun star Wars movie and just getting these, you know, blank pages from Han Solo's past and stuff we knew about getting those filled in and seeing those iconic moments that we've heard about actually play out on screen is going to be awesome. So, yeah, I'm excited as ever for it now. I just Thursday, May 24th, just needs to hurry up and get here as oh, soon know, as possible. So. Well, I have, you know, Dave's flying out One of my best friends. Uh, he's on Twitter at Father's Figures. He's, he takes amazing pictures of toys yes. and poses and things like that. He's one of the best out there. I don't care. I'll, I'll put his stuff up against anybody. Um, I'll second that. Yeah, his <laughs> they're stuff is, amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And he, I've known the guy since two thousand, since you know, for eighteen years now, and um, he's just one of my best friends. And and he, he's flying out for some toy thing for a group that he's a part of in Oregon. But he's flying out to Seattle, and he's going to watch Solo with me. And it's the first time I'm gonna we're gonna watch a, a Star Wars movie together for the first time. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, so that's really exciting for me, and like, because because our friendship was, was, you know, we're both big into comic book, care, you know, movies and and like, you know, comic books and just sci-fi and just nerding out. But it was Star Wars that really deepened our relationship. And, and no, I'm being I'm being serious too. Like, it was Star Wars, you know, in the early 2000s that you know, when attack of the clones was coming out, we kind of realized, Oh, this guy's not just a, a casual fan. He actually loves star Wars. He loves the Ewok movies. You know, he <laughs> loves, you know, he loves all this stuff. Like he knows this, he knows that. So he kind of, that was what kind of, and I, and the same thing for me, for him, I'm like, Oh, this guy like loves star Wars. You know, he's got the, he had the widescreen, um, yeah, uh, the widescreen VHS <laughs> release. <laughs> so it was like the silver, the silver case one. Right? I remember, I remember what he, I remember, I remember we we're at his house, 
Um, and he he whipped it out, and I was like, "Oh, he's got the widescreen version." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so awesome! Was you, you know, you're hardcore when you got the widescreen version. Yeah, when, he, when I saw that silver case, I'm like, "This guy doesn't mess around." That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave is awesome, and he's just been a, an amazing friend. We always he's also the same person I go to uh, celebration with. We always get rooms together. So, yeah, I'm. If you see me at celebration, you'll you'll see a big giant guy next to me. It's Dave. It's so. <laughs> usually gonna be the two of us together usually so uh but yeah he's coming out to solo i am i am so excited i think Solo it looks like a lot of fun i don't think it's gonna be a deep film i don't think it's gonna be the best star wars film but i don't need it to be i just want it to be a exactly. fun star wars adventure and that's what i'm gonna get and it's one of those movies where i think i'm just gonna end up watching it over and over and over again because it's, it's so easy to like just put on and just kind of do something else while you do it and just, you, you know it's it's quick it's fast you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, and in like any Star Wars movie, I just can't wait to watch it over and over again. But with, with solo, I just have a feeling I'm going to want to watch this more than the last Jedi. It's going to be a little bit shorter and also just not as intense, you know, and just kind of, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming again, I'm assuming we'll see what happens, but that's what I'm going. That's what I'm, my story. I'm going to stick to that. So, uh, so Tim, is there anything else you want to add? Do you have any polls you do recently for the, with the, with Twitter or any comments or emails you want to read? Um, yeah, I've got a few responses on Twitter to some of the topics we're talking about, such as celebration solo and even John Favreau's. Uh, TV shows details that he revealed. So I'm go ahead and share those right now before we wrap up. So first off on Twitter, in regards to some of the new details on the Star Wars TV show, um, Sean Brawley at Sean Brawley 26. And um, he says, well, this part of the timeline is going to get played out very fast animation and live action in the same time period. I was just hoping for the old Republic or not another story from the Jedi list Star Wars timeframe. So I don't know, Paul, that was something I didn't think about. And I'm actually still not too concerned about it, but the thought of the time period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens being like a little overplayed right now. Right now, I don't feel that way because I think having Star Wars Resistance take place further or closer to The Force Awakens and John Favreau's show taking place closer to Return of the Jedi, that's a wide enough gap to where I think they can still feel different and still have a wide area to play in without like feeling too overexposed kind of like how i was saying about the original trilogy era the last few years but is that a concern for you at all right now with too much taking place between jedi and force awakens you know i see where i see where he's coming from because you know we're we got the poe comic book and i think i i think what he means and i don't mean to maybe i apologize if i'm mis, uh, misunderstanding what you were saying sir but i think what he's saying is that time frame around the force awakens because I would agree with him in that case, because if it was a let's say this, let's say it took place like, you know, 10 years before The Force Awakens. We have no idea what's going on there. And that's a whole heap of interesting stuff right there, because even with Favreau's thing, it's a few years after um, you know, Jedi. So it's pretty close to Jedi. So, yeah. you know, and, and you're kind of dealing with, with the repercussions of the fallout of the empire still, but, and then with resistance, you're getting like the tail end, you're still kind of with the uh, bloodline novel uh, time frame. So you, there's this big chunk of time that you know that Luke trains new Jedi gets betrayed by Kylo Ren that we're not seeing. And they're obviously waiting to see what happens in episode nine with the, probably with the Knights of Ren and all that stuff to really give us more of those juicy stories, which I think they're going to give us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause that's just another aspect, regardless if we get 
like resistance and the new series taking place and that the meat of it's going to be the luke and force jedi stuff which <laughs> we're all gonna not make it feel like there's too much going on in that time frame if we're just dealing with that aspect it's going to be like open a whole new right. <laughs> a box like to play in and all that stuff so right but if we get stuff like that it wouldn't feel like yeah. to me anyway that is going to be overexposed no I, I agree but i think as far as as far as what i think i we're getting from the time frame it's starting to get a little overexposed to be honest okay a little bit maybe not the extent he's saying but i definitely understand where he's coming from gotcha well yeah i guess it's you know hopefully it doesn't become something where i feel that way most star wars fans feel that way too and if so hopefully they'll realize that and where it's time to branch out into the grand big timeline that star wars have so just have to wait and see i guess but then also in regards to uh solo and celebration uh the celebration chicago announcement uh, martin elman at Darmit studios on twitter says with the news of star wars celebration going to chicago it saddens me because i won't be able to go but i really can't wait for solo to come out and eventually galaxy's edge after just coming from Disney last week, seeing the construction up close really got me excited. Cannot wait. And then on Facebook, Joey Letson, uh, who we got to see in person at Kyle's wedding. I met him before at Celebration 2015, but didn't get to talk to him too much there. So it was great to talk to Joey at the wedding. And it, that was the first time you got to meet him, Paul, in person. So we've done some Thunderclack spoiler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before, Joey's so. awesome. He's a Diet yeah. Coke drinker like myself. <laughs> Super great guy. I, I, it was, I was bummed he left early, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so Joey said, excited about Solo and the future of Star Wars movie. Cough, cough, Obi-Wan. <laughs> but I can't hide my disappointment that the next celebration is in Chicago. I was really hoping for Anaheim in the fall of 2019. But in retrospect, that's when Disneyland and Disney World are busy with Halloween activities. Oh, well, maybe next time. And then kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum regarding Celebration Chicago, uh, Brian V. Klein on Facebook said, it's only a half hour from my house, big smile emoji. And then Paul Gann on Facebook said, this might be one I can plan for. So <laughs> got some like us kind of here on the West Coast who maybe aren't too excited and thrilled that it's in Chicago. But then you got others who are glad that it is a lot closer to them. So it's good that there are fans that we interacted who, you know, are really excited about the location of Chicago, even though for some of us who might not be able to go. But not going to please anyone or not going to please everyone when you choose on a location. So it's always going to be a mixed bag. I'm glad that we're interacting with some people who are excited that it's there. And then finally, uh, Jesse Brenner on Facebook from the Bizzlecast, who I've been on there. And Paul, you were a recent guest on yeah. not too long ago. So I don't think that episode's released yet, but maybe by the time this one comes yeah, out. Yeah, it'll be out soon. Check me out on Bizzlecast soon. I had a great time with Jesse. This is, Jesse's a great guy. So uh, thanks for having me on, Jesse. But yeah, go ahead with his, uh, with his question. Yeah, he goes, people will like or dislike the movie depending totally on what they are expecting out of it. Kathleen Kennedy and Ron Howard and the whole crew keep referring to it as fun and a summer movie, which I think is great, but maybe too fluffy for some fans, but not me. Cannot wait. So, yep, the excitement for Solo is there amongst our listeners and followers on social media. And I think we said this before, Paul, but you can see the turnaround from those who are skeptical on it. And I'm seeing it firsthand. My brother, Sal, when this movie was first announced, he was really against it. He didn't see anyone being able to play Han Solo. He told me it was probably the first Star Wars movie he's not going to see in the theater. And then a week ago, after I got my ticket, he goes, hey, can you get me a ticket, too? <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to see it now. So it's, the buzz is getting, I will say, pretty positive for Solo and even those who maybe weren't too excited for it. And we're seeing on social media being excited for the movie as we're getting closer. So like you alluded to, I think it's going to be successful and have a great opening weekend from 
uh, most Star Wars fans. So we're excited to, you know, give you our review and reactions to it once we see the movie next week. So that will be our next episode when we see Solo and we'll have our review for it. So looking forward to seeing it ourselves and just hearing what all the other Star Wars fans think of it. So after you see it, be sure to let us know what you think about it, either by sending us an email at starwarstsc at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to put the word out and probably a poll on Twitter and Facebook to see what everyone thinks about it, because I'm looking forward to just hearing everyone's reaction for it. So should be a good time in this next week. I mean, I said before how I was so excited about getting a Star Wars movie six months apart from each other with The Last Jedi and now solo and that moment is here and i gotta say it went by as quickly as i was hoping it would it's been awesome to experience the last jedi and the aftermath that followed i mean not all of it was fun <laughs> interacting with certain fans and seeing the reaction to that but still made from some good dis- discussions amongst us on the podcast interacting with some of our listeners and followers De- regardless of what your opinion was on it we've had some talk to people who didn't like it who did like it so made for some great discussions but then just rolling right into the solo hype with the trailers we got in march and then again in april and now here we are in may so it was as fun as i was hoping it would be leading up to the solo with that short gap of six months so i don't think we're going to get this all the time but i'm glad we got it once in this new star wars era so it's been great so now the movie's here and just got to see it now (laughs) yeah totally so, yeah, I guess that's going to do it. So, Paul, great job hosting the episode. You did oh, a very admirable job. Th- thank you. I couldn't have done it without you, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just didn't want to be talking all by yourself for about an hour oh, and a half. No one wants to hours. listen to that. <laughs> no one wants to listen to that. Trust me, not even me. <laughs> so, yeah, as always, you could check us out at our website at starwarstsc.com. Check us out on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash Star Wars. The saga continues on Twitter at Star Wars TSC. And as I mentioned earlier, you can send us an email with questions, thoughts, concerns at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com. And then also be sure to check out uh, thunderquack.com, which is the podcast network we're a part of. You could check out all the other podcasts that are on there, such as the Rebel Cells, and they're currently doing a rewatch of the Clone Wars episode starting from Ambush. And I believe they just released an episode for Rookies doing a rewatch of that, which is cool. And then also be sure to check us out at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thunderquack, where you can help support us there. And we're looking into kind of getting some more exclusive content on Patreon through our podcast. So we're working on getting that stuff together. So be on the lookout for that. We'll share more details um, once we get that ironed out and they're ready to go. But uh, the support there is always appreciated. So with that, that's going to do it. It's always great talking Star Wars with you again, Paul. So absolutely, we'll see you guys next time, and may the force be with you. Yeah.